1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: This episode is marked for sensitive content. Check content warnings before listening. This week
0: on the Breakup Breakdown. So we actually met my freshman year of college. We got really close and I think it was more we got close in like a best friend's way. So I started to learn a lot of things about him obviously because we've been hanging out. The more we talked I found out that he actually had grown up in a cult.
2: (laughs) Wait a second. I'll be honest, did not expect this interview to go in this direction. When I get these submissions I think oh my gosh somebody cheated they lost feelings somebody did somebody dirty but I'm always I want to say pleasantly but I mean it's kind of unfortunate I'm always surprised when I hear that we get to dive into a completely new relationship issue and this week we are talking to a girl who dated somebody who was a former cult member Woo-hoo! when true love meets true crime am I right ladies or I don't even know if this is true crime but just go with it hey it's Abby thanks so much for tuning in to another episode so I've got some fun little announcements I am dropping merch next week week, November 1st. Mark your calendars. Heartbreaker merch is going live Tuesday. If you want to know what's going to be available and get like a little sneak peek, be sure to tune into this week's Thursday episode. I'll be talking about pricing and some of the things that I'm releasing in a week. And hey, if you love this podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. And if you want to leave us a review, always appreciate that. And if there's a certain part of the interview you want to jump to, check the episode description for timestamps. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. Guess who decide to join us today. You like
1: threw that at me with shade. Are you upset with me? Yeah, the people miss you. I've I get, been MIA. Hello, I get, <laughs> it's Lexi. I'm sorry. I'm back. I get a lot of DMs about you. They're like, "Is Lexi okay? We miss her." because I'm always just trauma bombing you on the air, being like, "Hey, I've been cheated on. Hey, I've been taken advantage of. Hey, I'm upset again and again and again and again." Yeah, I've been I've been off crying. You know, but I'm okay. It's fine. We'll have we'll have a breakdown of everything that's been going on shortly. I'm sure, Lexi. How many DMs will it take for you to give us the full story on what happened with you? Your most recent breakup. Uh, if I get enough DMs, I'll tell you the full story. And then after those DMs, and I tell the full story, and I'm like ultimately single at the end, I would like somebody <laughs> to slide in and be like, "By the way, can I date her?" Wait, are you not ultimately single? No, I am ultimately oh, thank single. God. But I was, I was saying, about to say. you know, it's like if I if I get on the mic here and tell the full story, <laughs> I would like someone to be like, "Wow, it sounds like you've been through it." I would like to love you the right way. Any- I'm a big fan of the podcast and want to treat you right. <laughs> Any single women uh, in the southeast area who love Disney or will at least put up. With going to Disney? Yeah, you don't have to love it. You just have to either go with me or like understand that's our time to be a part and support <laughs> me through it and just love me and tell me that they're not going to do wrong by me. But for now, it's just going to be me and Lexi at Disney because we are going bar hopping in Orlando this week. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to have to inform the public about our adventures. Are you going to start your Disney podcast? Yeah, hopefully soon. We'll, we'll keep the, the listeners in the know about that as well. Awesome. Well, anyway, just to recap all of that, if you're a new listener, Lexi
2: got back with her ex. Didn't end well. But anyway, speaking of breakups, Let's get into this week's submission Single now. Before we get into the episode, you might've noticed that the episode logo has been changed to a purple background. That's our Domestic Violence Awareness Month and the number listed on that is the hotline for domestic violence. But if you're a long time listener, you know that every week we donate to a different domestic violence shelter throughout the country. And this week we're donating to Weave in Sacramento, California. Weave is the primary provider of crisis intervention services for survivors of domestic violence in the area. And you can learn more about how you can help out in the episode description. This one was pretty interesting I was really left on the edge of my seat when I read it. So this one says, what's up, Abby? And whoever else is here to read this, LOL. I have been dying to know about what happened to this couple from my university's mysterious breakup. Ooh. They were this really cute couple. Most people knew who they were because they were both pretty facey around campus. Did y'all use that term, facey? Facey, I've never heard that. Facey is sort of like, we said it all the time at UF. It was another word for popular. Like mm. if somebody was really involved, if they were like an athlete and in so all like the clubs. So facey, I get it. Yeah, real facey. So anyway, I think junior year he dropped out out of nowhere, then came back to school. I'm not 100% sure when they broke up, but when he came back, they were definitely not together. I've asked around about it to a few people here and there because obviously I'm nosy and honestly, I haven't gotten any details on it, but I always thought it was interesting that the breakup and him dropping out were around the same time. Was it so bad that he had to leave school? I'm very curious. Can you get the story? Hmm. Mm, have you ever been through a breakup that was so bad that you just wanted to quit your job and move into your parents' house and
1: never see anybody ever? I'm pretty sure that's what happened to me last Last year, like when I came home from Philly, I quit my job. I went back home, lived at my parents' house. Have I had those thoughts in the past week? Absolutely. I'm pretty (laughs) sure I came up to you yesterday and was like, I just want to move home. So yes, that's the thing. You know, I I talk about this often. It's like, I feel like those, they they said facey. It's like, I feel like those relationships that are so publicly happy are never actually like that happy. You you sometimes feel like they're covering up for something. Right.
2: And it's interesting since doing this podcast and being invested in so many people's like social media lives, Mm -hmm. like I don't trust when people hard launch their relationships. I'm like,
1: but are you really happy, Sharon? Literally, and that's the thing. It's like, I know that there's been times where me and my ex have fought and like kind of to like make up for the relationship. I've done like appreciation posts to this girl for like putting up with me and like, I love you so much. And like, you know what I mean? So I almost sometimes feel like the people who are so showy Mm -hmm, are almost mm -hmm. like compensating for like the love they're not having outside of social media. I know, I was in love with this dude who ended up getting
2: with a girl and I always knew that they were really happy because- because he never posted about her. Mm-hmm. But of course, I would always feed myself the lie. Well, he just doesn't want to post her because he doesn't want to make me jealous. Right,
1: well, I think it's a double-edged sword <laughs> because I think sometimes that my ex would only post me when I was like super upset and she wouldn't post me because she didn't want anybody to know because she was just like doing shit. So.
2: <laughs> People, please send the DMs as we listen to this. The Instagram is at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. Feel free to follow and uh, blow up those DMs. We can find out what happened. I think it's really interesting. And I kind of am hoping I'll be able to get the guy's perspective on this that's been a huge request this season but dudes
1: just do not want to come on and spill the tea on a podcast I don't know why because I feel like they I mean have like such I don't want to say a good perspective but like they have so much to say well yeah I totally agree mm-hmm. it would be interesting to hear another the like, male's perspective and so I'm like who do
2: I have to recruit I've DM'd people and some people have agreed to come on and then ghosted me mm-hmm. and it's just been very hard to get a male's perspective well it's like
1: my friend called me yesterday because like her cousin got cheated on and she's like I was arguing with my boy boyfriend all day because he was like totally taking the guy's side and getting like cutting off all my opinions and all that stuff I'm like see guys like that need to come on the podcast yes. like they need to be like no like think of it from this perspective I know I want a different perspective but I also want a
2: man who's like totally unhinged right. I think that would be really fun it'd be great
1: I mean so- co-worker Justin keeps it, too, keeps it too PG no recently co-worker Justin has been getting a little spicy oh yeah apparently co-worker
2: Justin is a Casanova I gotta get back on the pod <laughs> you need to come back <laughs> this again for our breakdown
0: okay well hopefully we can get a dude on this story but if 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 not, we're going to break down this week's breakup. So we actually met my freshman year of college. He was just like the very like sweet type. He was quiet. I really think we hit it off right off the bat just because of that. So we both played sports and I had a friend group with some of the guys and we all kind of hung out and got along. So one night we were actually hanging out watching Netflix together and he was smoking and somebody knocked on the door and I think it freaked him out. And so he was holding his breath and went to go open the door. But like on the way back from the door, he was holding his breath too long that he actually passed out. And when he fell, he hit his head straight on the concrete, like slow motion. And he falls straight down, starts seizing. I was freaking out. So I'm like, everyone, turn him on the side. Make sure he's OK. We need to, like, get the situation handled. Two of them ran out of the room because they were afraid. Like, just left me. We're in a dorm and we're on the fourth floor. So they are like, freaking out that we have to maybe call an ambulance. But so he comes to. And at this point, me and him were, we were pretty close already because we have been hanging out a decent amount. I don't know what happened. I think when he hit his head and stuff, he turns white and starts sweating and he won't let, and he's, like, angry. He's like, nobody say a word. I'm fine. It's fine. And I'm like, you're not fine. But we should get you downstairs. There's no elevator. It's four. (laughs) It's on the fourth floor. I'm carrying him down the stairs, but he's like passing out on me because he's like clearly he hit his head really hard. So like I'm concerned. We finally get him downstairs, and his brother gets him back to his room. And like it was so scary. They like gave me all the smoking stuff and told me to get rid of it. And I was like, get rid of it. So I go to my friend's room. I'm like crying. I'm like so upset. And then the next morning, I go and check on him. He's like severely concussed. So we took him to the doctor. He ended up being okay. It was just like a concussion. And they were like, you just need to take it easy for a while. So for the next couple of weeks, like I took care of him. I was like there for him. We got close doing that. I'd stay with him and check on him at night and make sure like he was all right. Couldn't do anything. He couldn't leave. He had a really good singing voice. He was going to try out for acapella, but he couldn't do that because he was severely concussed. We got really close and I think it was more, we got close in like a best friend's way and it probably shouldn't have turned into a relationship. So I started to learn a lot of things about him, obviously, because we've been hanging out. Found out that he'd never been with anyone. So I ended up being like his first. So it was weird. He would never even kissed a girl. And you guys are um, 18, 19 at this point? Yeah, yeah. We're 18, which it's like, it's not that weird, but I guess he kind of grew up like a rural area, like super secluded. The more we talked, I found out that he actually had grown up in a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Wait
2: a second. Literally in my mind as I'm formulating this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. He's like Troy Bolton. And now we're taking a
0: hard right turn onto cult lane. Oh, we're (laughs) taking a hard turn because I grew up religious. He grew up, I think it's called like the Holy Ghost Church. So I don't know if you know what speaking in tongues is. Yes, I do. And I won't go into like a whole story about it, but like the first time
2: I ever witnessed somebody doing it, I literally thought I was like on acid. I was like, "Did what did they
0: slip in this communion cap? I was like, (laughs) like, what's what's going on? You're like, am I at the right place? They were at a regular church when he was little. And this guy came and like talked about the Holy Ghost and they left their church to be with him. Mm -hmm. So it was a small group of like, I don't know, maybe like six or seven families that would come directly to his house. And he would go to their house and they would host it. And they would do like singing and a lot of speaking in tongues. Clearly by process, even if he's like a sweet kid, I think growing up with that, he really hated it. I don't I mean, I don't blame him. It wasn't really his he like was very scared from it. And I think he had a lot of like sleep paralysis and anxiety, which related back to it. I knew this before meeting his parents, it was a little bit intimidating. He grew up with two siblings and they all went to this together and it was like something they shared and I'm like, that's that's a little scary. Let's take a pause real quick.
2: So when you say he was in a cult, are you saying like everybody in this
0: family is leading? some sort of yeah so basically from what I understand from it because they actually he left it right when we started dating like his parents left it I think the month we started dating he was shocked there was the head guy from what I understand and because I've seen videos they have YouTube videos of it it was probably like a total maybe 15 people sometimes less most of the videos a lot of the videos were at his house like in his living room
2: out of curiosity like I'm not saying
0: I'm gonna do this but like if I'm gonna google these cult (laughs) videos after this what would I google I think a lot of them would be under like Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. They'd put up the song of the Holy Ghost. So there was a lot of like different things. So his parents were they were interesting. His mom like loved me, like she was very nice. But it was clear that a lot of their family struggled from extreme anxiety. So I tried to cope with dealing with that with him and like helping them through that. But it would get to the point where if I went to go send him like a text, like I usually type hi with H I I. If I typed just an H I and didn't respond, I would get a hundred. What's wrong? What What did I do? What I do? Like he call me crying, and I'm like, okay, slow down down, slow down. Nothing's wrong. It auto-corrected. So it was just that kind of anxiety. You know, he was like extremely sweet, like very nice, but to the point where it was like sometimes like I was worried about him. You need to take a check in on yourself. Really do some reflecting. We should work on this. I felt bad for him. Obviously, we kept getting close and all that. We had a friend group of guys like some like I was friends with some of the guys and his roommate in particular really did not want us to be together at all. Why? I think he had a crush on me. Basically positive. He had a crush on me. They both came home with me over Thanksgiving or something because they are not of thanksgiving it was like some fall break they came home to my house because i lived like two hours away and i set him up with my friend and he was so rude to her they hung out a little bit alone and she said yeah i just like basically talked about you the whole time and i was like oh. so now i look like a jerk but i didn't think he was into me but i'm like now i look like an asshole so yeah he basically straight up told me to my face he was like you're gonna ruin our friendship if you like anything with them. we kind of like secretly were sneaking around for a bit and then second semester hit and we were like you know what screw it let's date you know, it was. Really good. And our relationship was fine. Like, we dated for almost two years, no red flags through college. We didn't even fight that much, except because of his anxiety, but just like very on edge about like, if I had any behavioral changes, like it would be blown out of proportion.
2: Gotcha. So, behavioral changes, as in like just being in a different mood, is what you're saying. Exactly.
0: Like, there's going to be times I'm going to be on my period and I'm going to be a little bit more on edge. That doesn't mean I don't care about you anymore. It got to be a lot. I'm a very strong personality. And if you're going to date me, you need to have a strong personality. So it got to the point where I felt like I was walking all over him. Like he was more like my child. It wasn't good for me and it wasn't good for him, but he had never been with anybody. So he didn't know anything else. Basically all of his anxiety and edgier behaviors on his part, you're saying are stemming from his past as a cult member. Yes. I think a lot of it came from growing up where he didn't feel like he had control at his house and his mom was extreme anxiety too. If she sensed a mood change in him, she'd flip out and turn a whole nother way. His parents had like a weird relationship. they dad was so sweet to the mom like overbearingly sweet and she was so cold to him and i remember he would always talk about how much that upset him like how much like his dad cared and his mom just wasn't reciprocating it so i think he got to the point where he got like overbearing in his ability and trying to be like overcompensating for it i think that's where it kind of took like a turn
2: you guys eventually break Uh, up talk to me about this relationship
0: eventually coming to an end i could go through his phone whenever he wasn't ever like worried about that we dated through covid he would hang out with this friend group of it was a guy and a girl and another girl and two of them were together and then there was this girl and I knew she kind of was into him. They all worked together. I trusted him so it wasn't ever like an issue to me. Like I, they go hang out and whatever. We were fighting a little bit. Basically I just had a bad feeling and he was very drunk which he didn't usually do and I got a call in the morning from him and he was like crying and I was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, are you okay? And he was like, I I kissed her. I go, wait, wait, wait. I go, what do you mean you kissed her? And he was like, I'm so sorry. I love you but like I care about her. And I was like, you care about her? So I was like, we're done. And he goes, like, I know I love you, but like, I can do better than you type of thing. I was like, excuse me? I can't believe (laughs) he said that to you. I mean, not to you, basically to your face. Oh yeah. And he's not that type at all. So I was just like shocked at the behavior change. I was like, you can do better than me. I go, sweetie, don't get this twisted. I am the tippy top. You can find someone maybe better suited for you and your personality, but you're not going to do better. You know what? That's it. And he goes, well, I want to work it out. And I'm like, what is there to work out? That's the one thing I can't. If you cheat on me, like it's done. His sister took his phone. He had a younger sister. She took his phone and was like, "We're gonna have a no contact between you two, like for a bit." And I'm like, "Whose relationship is this? We were together for two years. I think I deserve some closure in this." So they wouldn't let him like talk to me. Finally, he got his phone back. At this point, I think it had been like a week. I was so mad. I was done. I was like, "Whatever." I had started snapchatting other people. He like called me like a week later at like 3 a.m. And I'm like, "Hello." And I was like, "I'm moving on. I'm gonna talk to other people. Like I'm done." He starts like screaming at me, like, "You need to kill yourself. Like slit your." Th- bro kill yourself kill yourself over and over again just like psychotic so i'm like okay he's clearly going through something my mom actually came in because she heard me like crying because i was upset i'm like he's like telling me to kill myself so that you're throwing he's calling me the c word she walks in she picks up the phone she's like you're not gonna speak to my daughter that way she goes something's clearly wrong with him i send a message to his parents because i'm like clearly something's going on and i was very close with his mom like we had shared a hotel room for his meets before like we texted i was in their group chats like i was close with her so i send her a message basically being like hi like i think you should check on him he seems really unstable. He's been telling me to kill myself and I'm just really not sure where his head's at. And she basically responded telling me that it was me. um, That any hurt and pain in this relationship was fully caused by me and it's my fault. And I should never contact her son again. What? Right? So I'm like, how is this me? Did you ever figure out why she was coming at you? No, she just blamed me. So then basically I found out after we broke up, he did so much random stuff. You know how you like pick out like a kid name with somebody? Like let's say it was Jared. Like, Let's say he picked out the name Jared. Change his Instagram handle to R.I.P. Jared. Like a subtle dig at me. Oh, if we ever had one, like I'd want to name it this. And he changed his Instagram to that. He bought a mouse and named the mouse Jared. Dropped out of school and started posting all this stuff on his social media saying that he was the chosen one by the Lord and that he's the second coming to God and was like, I am Jesus Christ. So everyone's texting me concerned because I don't think a lot of people knew at that point we'd broken up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I am so concerned for this man. I'm, a, I, I'm hoping there's
2: a happy ending or maybe like we're gonna lead into the part where you <laughs> him from the cult because that's kind of what
0: it's well, sounding like to me. I felt like it just kept getting worse for him before it got better. I just kind of saw a lot of some sidelines. I heard he got fired from his job, which he was like the head at his job. So the fact that he got fired, he'd been there for, I think he'd been there all through high school, like all through college. He'd been there for like eight years and they fired him. Clearly the mom can't blame me. I'm not the one making him unstable. We weren't even talking at that point. He literally kissed another girl. His second girl ever. The
2: second girl ever. Here's what really stood out to me about when you were replaying what he said when he called you. All he said was, I kissed her. Did he really say that? Like, did he know that you would know
0: if you just said her? Because I knew where he was that night. I knew the girl kind of had a thing for him. And then what was even funnier to me is that after we broke up, like I still had him on Venmo and things like that. Like I blocked him on most things. But on Venmo, I had seen that they were like Venmoing each other back and forth for coffee. And I was like, really? But so then he ended up reaching out to me a few months post spring Up when everything kind of settled down and he dropped out of school so i didn't see him which was nice he tried reaching out to me the only thing i hadn't blocked him which was facebook messenger because i don't use facebook so getting a text from him like two months later i was i was a little nervous like basically reached out and was just like i just want to say sorry for everything i put you through and like i really hope someday we can have a civil conversation so i wasn't ready at that point so i didn't answer but he kept following up like monthly (laughs) so clearly he was ready like let's circle back on our breakup exactly like let's let's relive it and then and he basically just said like he's learned a lot from our relationship and that he hopes that i don't regret him too much and that he's changed a lot and he thinks way differently than he used to and basically just all this stuff that's kind of where we sort of left it he messaged me and basically said are you watching vampire diaries on my netflix which i was <laughs> but at this point i was on season seven you could have reached out any other month you wait till i'm on the last season to reach out and ask and i literally just responded with yes and he goes okay and that was it <laughs> he's like you know what?
2: I understand. Continue.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You go to a small school. So everybody knew about the breakup. Everybody asked me. He left school. He ended up coming back and actually living like a floor below me. So I had to see him often. (laughs) Yeah. We got through and we just literally didn't really talk after that. And he ran in a different circle than I did. So it was easy not to see him. Did he ever date that girl? We did talk a little bit. At one point we caught up. He said that he didn't end up being with her and that he's still not been with anyone else. Oh, wow. So at this point, I think he probably has because it's been two plus years.
2: I can imagine after being in a deeply religious cult, the fact that he kissed you and you know, was in a relationship with two years. Like, did you ever feel like he had any kind of lingering religious
0: guilt? That's what I was like wondering. I don't think he ever fully felt like he belonged in it as much as other people did. He also didn't tell me he was a virgin. So I didn't even know that until I found out like probably six months into our relationship. So I didn't, wasn't even aware. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like he like kept that from me, which was like really weird to find out. I wouldn't say he was like super religious or cared that much. So he actually did get a tattoo of a cross that I had designed him when we were together. He got it after we broke up and I did find out that he got my initials in it. After I thought he hated me and all this other stuff about how I made him unstable and caused this mental breakdown, he still went and got a tattoo with my initials. And his oh siblings have a matching tattoo of my handwriting, which is bizarre to me. You are <laughs> never leaving that family. You are no, with their life. They were stuck with me. Every time they look down on their wrist, <laughs> there I am. He asked me to draw it. Like I do art, so I had done it. I didn't realize they were going to get it stenciled that way. They didn't even have the artist like change it. It was just stenciled with my handwriting. Yeah, you thought you were just giving them like a like a rendering an idea or like a, exactly. No, fully used it. Did he ever explain
2: himself for you? Like why he decided to just like kiss that girl? And like, did he ever say that like, he wanted freedom? What was his reasoning?
0: I don't really know. And I guess I'll never really know. And even though he, he like he tried to get back together and I basically told him like I've moved on. Mm-hmm. This was I think last year I was like, I don't have an interest in being back together. And I think that hurt him. We saw each other around all of school last year and it was fine. So I think we kind of got through it. Luckily, he hasn't tried to contact me and we live very far away.
2: Good, good. Yeah, you got to keep a healthy distance between this dude who um, now thinks that your child is a pet rat. Jared. Yes, Jared. We Him and Jared it. getting really cozy. That was quite <laughs> a trip. I'm sure you've learned a lot from the experience. What are some What are some words of wisdom you can impart on anybody who chooses to date a former cult member?
0: Yes, check their family. Not to say that someone can't be different from their family or, but you could tell somebody who like follows in the footsteps of what their family is like. And I think I could tell he was very similar to his upbringing and it was never going to change. And I think now I've learned what's better for me being a stronger personality. I definitely think I need somebody who has equally a strong personality to stand up to me or else we don't work well.
2: Yeah. I remembered that from the beginning of this interview where you said you guys were just friends for so long. It's almost like you confused your intimacy and comfortability as a friend with like chemistry.
0: Exactly. You just kind of fall into it and then you think that like it'll be even better like because we we are such close friends but I think it's important to keep that line between the two because just because you confide in someone and have a really good friendship with them doesn't mean they're going to be the right partner for you and we clearly were not the right people for each other.
2: No, this is the one person in your life that you get to experience the sexual tension and like that attraction, you know, in a monogamous relationship like that's your person. You can be friends with a thousand other dudes but that's the one thing that makes it different. He almost
0: like turned into my girl friend. He was like my best friend. Like we just did everything together already that when it turned into a relationship, I didn't have that separation of not everything has to go to him and he doesn't have to know everything because I think it's important to tell your partner everything. But it's nice to have other people to go to first. I know that you are in a
2: new relationship. So talk to me about diving into a new relationship. Like what were some of the things that you were looking out for in this that you learned from your previous relationship? I am
0: with my boyfriend now and I think I learned right off the bat, I don't want someone who's not secure with themselves. Like if you're not secure with yourself, you're going to be insecure about me and whatever I'm doing. And we're doing a long distance relationship now. And I think if he wasn't capable of trusting me or not caring where I go, it would have been hard to do. We get along so well because he has such a large personality. He's the type everyone loves him. Like people rather see him than me. And so I think that's what I like about him. He's a really good person. He's really sweet, but he'll never let me walk all over him because he reminds me that like you know like there's boundaries and he respects his boundaries and my boundaries and. I appreciate that about him. Well, that's awesome.
2: Well, I'm so happy that you're in a great place with a new guy. Hoping your ex is okay too. I'm glad to hear that he is getting some help. Hopefully the family enjoys that tattoo of your handwriting on them as well. I (laughs) hope they enjoy it forever. Next week on The Breakup Breakdown, our interview really explores a moral dilemma. I think there's going to be a lot of opinions about it, so be sure to tune in. And speaking of wanting to hear your opinion on the episode, if you head to the episode description, there's a link where you can actually leave me an audio message and tell me what you thought about the episode. I think it'd be really fun to start playing those clips for the bonus episodes that come out on Thursday. So get it in as soon as possible so I can edit it into the episode. And speaking of Thursday's episode, be sure to tune in on Thursday to hear me and coworker Justin break down this episode and hopefully hear from you too. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.